Scoutminder Summers, you have trespassed on private property, accessed confidential data, and violated your parole terms by leaving Sector 83. I'm afraid we're going to have to take you into custody. Um, are you sure you don't want some tea? Where will you be taking me? To a parole hearing, and then likely to detention. But we'll have to wait on the hearing for that. Of course. I'm just here to make sure everything runs smoothly. (laughs) And what an excellent job you're doing, sir. Uh, Bell, you can't just let them do this. What is this contraption? Who's this speaking? It's an outside legal consultant, I believe. Uh, I don't monitor the calls made from private accounts, and uh, the fees for this call are all coming out of Scout Miner's summer's discretionary account, sir. Well, maybe you should monitor them if this is what's happening on your station. I'll note your recommendation, thank you. Bell! Don't. Just let it go. I needed answers. I got them. This is what happens next. God damn it, Bell! I am going to have to ask you to subject yourself to a search of your person. Okay. How many wrenches does one scoutminder need? We'll be escorting you to the sentencing facility at 800 Galactic Standard tomorrow morning. You may pack one bag of essentials, which we will also have leave to search. No sharps, no illicit substances, no electronic devices other than personal medical equipment. Do you understand? Yes. Bell. We will also require you to provide the access keys to your room and personal computer systems. Roger here will collect those from you. My... We have a warrant for both your physical and electronic property. How is that relevant to this case? I trespassed on the switchboard. I broke parole. What's that had to do with my private files? We need to know what files you absconded with. The extent of the damages. Let me see the warrant. Okay. Let me back them up first. I'm afraid we can't allow you to do that. You might disturb the data trail. Then let Amelia back them up. She's not going to do me any favors. Or you back them up. I'll watch. I'm afraid we can't do that. This language here, Addendum 6B to this warrant, this language is non-standard. Is it? It allows for the destruction of data as part of a criminal case. It's used most commonly in cases that involve dangerous or confidential information. A collection of stolen social security numbers, the recipe for a bioweapon. But what do your bosses think is in my files? What do they want to keep hidden? (sighs) The overzealous filing. I don't think that's relevant. Oh, I think it is. This whole thing doesn't make any sense. Bell broke their parole. There should maybe be a parole officer come to slap them on the wrist. Not this circus. Travel is expensive, and they sent three goons out here to handle them? Five, actually. The last two are just quiet. I didn't find anything on the switchboard. Nothing to condemn you, really. I thought maybe I missed something. Maybe there was something for me to find, something you'd be afraid for me to know. But there's nothing, is there? That's not what you're afraid of. Scoutminder Summers. My planet was uninhabitable. Not when the first sensors were sent out. Maybe not anything you could have predicted, but a cataclysmic event doomed that world. This is public record. I don't understand why you're trying to... It's public record. It's not public knowledge. When people tell stories about the settlement office and all their beautiful, shiny new worlds, this isn't the story they tell. And it should be. It will be. 
You weren't worried about what I would find on the switchboard. You were afraid of what I was planning to send out. You and your office left people to die when you could have saved them. And more than that, we've got hours of recordings that show them fighting to survive, pleading for help, and cursing you for refusing. We have a story, and that's what you're afraid of. Bell saved their people when you didn't even bother to try, and that makes you look even worse. This is nonsense. Then why are you here? To do my job. This isn't your job. What does the settlement office care about their parole terms? What does it care about Bell at all? I thought... I thought there was a bigger story here, but... It's just us. Just me, and my settlers, and my records. That's why they were damaged and archived back onto the switchboard. It's not because you were covering up some big conspiracy or ugly truth. We were the ugly truth. This is nonsense. You're sweating. Oh, is he? Neat. So, maybe we're having a different conversation now, Mr. Herschel. Those records are settlement office property. They're meant to be accessible by the public, but in controlled ways. If you release them in any unauthorized form... Yeah, that bank account was settlement office property, too. I don't think you understand the depths I will go to in order to do right by my settlers. They don't deserve to be swept under a rug. I don't deserve to be swept under a rug. If you behave, I will write you up for parole violation only, and you get six months maximum. I promise. And then you'll seize my assets and purge my files. It's procedure. You're a scout-minder these days, right? You know about procedure. However, if those files find their way to unauthorized spaces by your hand or anyone else's, I will have you put in prison for 30 years. 30 years? For files? No. For murder. I'll have Mick Summers arrested for their involvement in the death of Scout Mikhail Razor. Scouts sign up knowing the risks. And minders sign up waiving their rights to legal protection from fault if they don't follow procedure. Uh, Bell follows procedure. On day four of the lunar mission of Scout Mikhail Razor, Scout Minder Summers directed him to deconstruct mandatory mission materiel to build an out of scope device. They did not follow procedure and Scout Razor died on mission. The emergency beacon. That's what you're gonna get me on, of course. Give me six months, and the files, and this all goes away. No, it doesn't. You and your lot just don't have to look at it anymore, that's all. If you don't agree to the six months, then you go away for 30 years at least, and we get the files anyway. The disaster doesn't have to have been your fault, for it to have been your responsibility. You had the power to help and you sat back. You sat safe in your beds while my planet burned alive. And we're going to tell the whole universe. Will it change anything? Maybe not. But it will damage you, if nothing else, and that will help me sleep better at night. And how do you plan to do that? Sleep? Well, you close your eyes, count the stars... Tell the whole universe. I have more friends than you think I do. I think we're done here. Take them away. A night in the brig might change their mind. (laughs) Doubtful. What did you get yourself into, Belle? Hey. 
No, I'm not here to rescue you. I'm just here to catch my breath. God, (laughs) could you imagine that weird alternate universe where I care if you go to jail? Amelia, what are you doing? I'm cleaning up your messes, is what I'm doing. Starting with this FTL transmitter you dug out of the pod wall. You know what it's going to cost to reinstall this thing? Yes, actually. We're going to have to fly out a tech to do it. I could do it, actually. I'd prefer the tech, frankly, and I don't think they're going to let you out on community service, Summers. Probably not. God, this thing is heavy. Yeah, I had to strap on a mobile battery pack, and it takes a lot of juice. So, which one turns it on again? I I just want to know so I don't accidentally lean on it. Uh, the green... Whoops! Belle. Belle? Gwen, I thought... How did you get back online? Are you... Did something happen? Something good? No, I'm in a holding cell. They're going to ship me out in the morning for formal sentencing and detainment, but Amelia brought the transmitter in here and, uh, accidentally leaned her elbow into the on switch. Well, I better be going then. Station to oversee, checks to sign. Amelia, wait. If you're willing to smuggle the transmitter to them, why can't you just forget to latch the door on your way out? Amelia, Belle doesn't deserve this. You know they don't. Where are they going to go if I let them out of this room? This is a closed station. The whole place is a prison. They'll figure something out. Maybe. But why is it my job to stage a prison break at three in the morning for someone I don't even like? Because you're there and I'm not. I don't care where you are or who you are or whatever. I care about the... Two camera feeds on my back right now, which the settlement officer has definitely got pulled up on his feed. Maybe, maybe Belle doesn't deserve to get put away, but goddammit, I'm not going to jail for you, Summers. I wouldn't ask you to. Good. Now I need to go clean up the hole you made in the FTL pod wall where this piece of trash needs to go. But the transmitter won't be ready for reinstall until the morning, so I'm leaving it here. Because I'm out of storage rooms. You have a whole empty wing from what I overheard. I love having my facts corrected in the middle of doing someone a probably illegal favor. You two deserve each other. Amelia, wait. What? You don't belong here. Excuse me? I mean, middle management... The middle of nowhere. I won't say you're better than this, because Demoline's happy here and she's a better person than you will ever be. Well... I'm trying to say, Amelia, you're smart. You're quick on your feet. You're hungry. I don't like you, but I do, despite it all, respect you. Doesn't seem like it. You should see what they're like with people they don't respect. How would you... Gwen, I've always respected you. You haven't, actually, but I was thinking of your voicemail to the settlement office. Oh, of course you've heard that. What's your point, Summers? Your respect has never, and will never, be something I'm interested in. You're not happy here. (laughs) Who needs happy? You're not challenged here. You're not interested. And when you're not interested, you consider indirect genocide of endangered alien life forms. That's not... 
<laughs> that wasn't my aim. I have some friends in Gamma Sector in Mugawan District. They're not... Well, they're sometimes legal, but they're a big organization, a lot of ladders to climb, and they don't care who your parents are or how much you're worth. They could use someone like you, and Amelia, I mean this in the least insulting of ways, I bet you could find some ways to use them, too. I'm curious. Contact Miss Gracie Ellis out on Spinner's End. She'll get you Captain Haynes' latest berth. He's a generous fellow in his way. Tell him I recommended you. I'll think about it. Amelia, one more thing. What? Can you tell Demoline to take care of Gigo for me? What? Your robot? Please. Fine. Yeah, whatever. <sighs> you should probably get some sleep? Seems weird after all of this. But I've got a big trip planned in the morning, I guess. Well, I'm sorry. Why? You did everything right. I'm not apologizing. I'm just... sorry. I'm not. No regrets, right? <laughs> it's a dumb emotion. But... Sometimes it's true. Sometimes, if I had another chance, I'd have done things differently. Listened to more, laughed more, not ordered the shrimp at a roadside diner, not made my final commitment to a space program in the depths of grief for someone who had wanted that future for us more than anything. I don't know if this was the future I would have chosen if I hadn't been drowning. You're not drowning now. I feel like I am. You still miss him. I'll always miss Peter, but this isn't about him now. Even with terrible griefs, you stop drowning eventually. You discover new worlds, new sunrises, or the lacks thereof. New things to be frightened for. Belle, I don't want this to happen to you. Well, it is. And Gwen, I don't want to regret any of this. Please, maybe you would have made different decisions. Or I would have. I can learn from this. I can hate some of the things that are happening, but... I'm glad to have known Mikhail and Priyanka and you. I, I did... I did everything I could for my planet and my settlers. It wasn't enough, but I, I tried and I can't let them down now. I have to go through with it. I know. I've got the files, all of the audio records, and so does Anna. We'll make sure they get out. I promise. Thank you. Gwen? Yeah? Find some plutonium, okay? <laughs> what? Become a resource hub. Become some place people go. When I get out in 30 years, I want to hop on a ship bound your way, Gwen. I want to meet you. You've met me. You know me. I know, I just... Gwen, can you tell me a story? I... Yes. Of course I can. <clears throat> this is called... 
The moon asks a question. The moon asks the sun, What do you know of love? It burns, said the sun. It brightens. It is something you make and then give away. Don't listen to him, said the clouds. This big ball of gas doesn't know what he's talking about. Yes, I do, said the sun. Who but me makes the roses grow? We do, said the clouds. Love nourishes, like the rain. We turn the hills green and fill the creeks so they will sing in their creek beds. Why do you ask, said the sun. I think I might be in love, said the moon. I am trying to understand. So the moon went and looked at the deserts. They were dry and hot and empty. See, said the clouds. But the deserts were still beautiful. And so the moon went and looked at the creeks in their beds. And they were cool and wet and full. And they were beautiful too. What do you think? The moon asked the sky. I want to know if I am in love. Ask the earth, said the sky. And so the moon asked the earth. The clouds cover me, said the earth. They make me bloom. The sun warms me. Without them, I would be cold and dry. You would be ugly without them. That is love? I would be cold and dry, said the earth, but not ugly. You are cold and dry, my little one, and you are beautiful. Not like you, said the moon, not like the ocean. No one is like me. No one is like you, said the earth. I feel loveliest when she holds my light, said the moon. Who is it that you love, my child? What kind of love do you wish? Are there different kinds? The moon asked. The sun warms me and pulls me in. The clouds cover me when they remember. The sky turns every color for me. How do you and yours love? We dance, said the moon, and they knew she meant the ocean. I push and she pulls. I rise and set. She rises and ebbs. She pushes. I pull. We go around and around and I watch her tides and I do not think I will ever tire of calling her beautiful. Is that love? It is only your own reflection you see on the ocean's surface, scoffed the clouds. It is like when the sun sets and calls us beautiful but it is only his own colors he loves. I love her even when I shine no light, said the moon. Maybe I love her the most then. You only love her because she follows where you lead, said the sun. It is a dance, said the moon. It is self-centered, said the clouds. Bossy, mean. Actually, on average, the barycenter of a planet-moon system is almost always within the radius of the planet. It's only binary asteroids and dwarf planets with large moons where you're getting an orbit around an even mutual point in between them. Well, 
This is a story. Do you want to hear the rest? Yes. It is self-centered, said the clouds. Bossy. Mean. It is a dance, said the moon. She is the heart of my orbit. Oh. I will live my life by her until she is gas, and I am dust, and the universe is cold and dead. And the sun and the clouds were quiet and went away, and the stars came out from where they had been listening. Is this love? said the moon. You are not asking the right people, said the stars. I have asked the sun who burns, said the moon. I have asked the clouds who cover. I have asked the sky who stays forever. I have asked the earth who made me. But have you asked the ocean who loves you, said the stars. Oh, said the moon. And so the moon went down to the ocean and asked, Is this love? And the ocean said, Yes. That's the end. Gwen. Bell? It's been an honor and a privilege to be your minder. Thank you for everything. I'm sorry it turned out- You're not. You're not sorry. You just said so. Please don't be sorry. Okay. Belle, it's been an honor and a privilege and a joy. Thank you for everything. And I will miss your dumb voice in my ear every single day. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Eat some tuna fish for me if they have any in prison. I still dream about it. Go settle your planet, Gwen Hartley. Make a good home for your settlers. They're going to be so lucky to have you. You bet your ass they are. Bye. This episode of Second Star to the Left was written by E. Jade Lomax and directed and edited by Rachel Kellum. Gwendolyn Hartley was played by Ashani Kanitkar. Belle Summers was played by Joran Boss. Herschel was played by Johnny Sims. Amelia was played by Aisha Farah. Original music was composed and recorded by Adam Rubin and Joran Boss. Second Star to the Left was created by E. Jade Lomax and Aisha Farah.